This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a show. If I step a stone. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batune, and today we have Jordan Jones in the studio. What's up? Looking so cute in a Thank very you. bright gradient pink and purple t-shirt. T-shirt dress. Yes. With thigh-high socks <laughs> and Doc Martens. Yes. And blue hair. Thing. You look so cute and cool. Thank you. Have you always been cool? Um, <laughs> I, f- no, I don't think so. No. What's it like? I know we have so much to get into, but I just want to like ask a few questions about being young. Okay. Because it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, have you always had Instagram? Yeah, since it basically came out, I've been on the app. Like, how old were you when you figured out that Instagram was real? I think 13 or 14. And did you have a phone? Oh, we'll get into when you yeah, got a phone. I got a phone. <laughs> Interesting. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. But okay. the voice you're hearing, Jordan Jones, you may know her from her YouTube channel or her new EP that just came out, yes. which is so very good. Thank you. I listened to it like three times in a row on the way to Palm Springs last weekend. Oh my gosh, amazing. Really good. Thank you. Can't wait to get into all of that in the second half, but we need to learn a little bit more about you personally. After a quick internet stalk, I like to do this with my guests, just so you know, find what's on the internet about them. We found out that you are 5'1", but you used to think you were 5'3"? Yeah, so, quick little story about that. I still think I'm 5'3". I just think that one time, (laughs) someone wasn't right, okay? Because my mom's 5'4", I'm a little shorter than her, and I have a friend who's 5'1", and I'm like a couple inches taller than her. Uh But if I was 5'1", that would make her like... Four eight, yeah, four nine at like the top. So I think I'm five three. So you went to the doctor and one time they gave you a measurement that was wrong, or did you like use a, a tape measure to do it? Anytime I use a tape measure, I'm five three. I go to the doctor, I'm five one. But doctors are always wrong. Can we just agree that doctors are wrong? Yeah, like they they even tell me I'm like ninety eight pounds, and the next time I'm like hundred and ten, and then I'm like, come on, people. I mean, obviously I can fluctuate, but <laughs> but hey, like they they just need to be I don't know I just need to know exactly what I am because I'm clearly not shrinking well no one knows for sure oh my gosh (laughs) I one time this is 
outrageous of a story, but I'll tell it anyway. So you, I don't know if this was the same in your hometown, but like Pop Warner cheerleading, Pop Warner football, like little club sports where you would, it's like, it's not with your school, but it's like after school, like a club, like a soccer club, but it's uh, cheerleading and football. Mm. And one time I wanted to be on the older team than my my age division yeah, because my sister was older and I wanted to be with the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at the physical that was like, you have to be X amount of weight to be on the, the bigger kid squad. Okay, yeah. And that was for football, but I didn't realize. So I go into this doctor, uh, like getting a physical and I... I stack my pockets with batteries and like heavy books and stuff to try and weigh more at the doctor so that I can make it on a different team. And I never told anyone about it. My mom doesn't know. My sister doesn't know. I didn't even get on the older team. Like it was, it was such a bad time. I've never had anything like that happen to me. Yeah. I'd probably go through the most to get the most. Yes. That's fine. That's how it has to be sometimes. It has to be that way. But this is not about me. It's about you. So let's get into our first game called Bursa Firsts. It's one round of rapid fire questions. Everything from your first job to your first phone, which is why I didn't want to get into it too much. So whenever I yell stop, you have to either explain, elaborate, or tell the full story. Okay, because I was going to say, I'm really bad at these things because okay. I start <laughs> saying stories and I'm just supposed to blurt out a word. So I'm looking forward to saying stop, okay. which means keep going though, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Stop means keep going. I like that. We're all backwards here. It's a Dr. Seuss world and we're just living in it. Here we go. What was your first job? I think Cinderella Christmas. I don't know. I was in a play. I, and I was Ooh. like, my first job was me dancing. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, how old were you? Uh, you said 13. I think 11 or 12, okay. honestly. And did you have to audition for this? I, hmm, yes, I did. <laughs> I did. And I wasn't even living in, out in LA, but I got this audition, came out to LA, audition, <gasps> booked the job, and it was actually a one-month job when usually dance jobs are a day or a week yeah. or one show or one commercial, whatever, but this was a whole month, so I stayed in a hotel and just just was there for the month, missed Christmas with my family first time, <gasps> and then we moved right after that uh, play was over because we were staying at the Beverly Garland in Studio City, mm. which from our room window we could see the archstone building and it literally said like for lease like here's the number so we walked over there and we got an apartment and we just stayed out here wow okay so you didn't you were with someone on christmas you weren't like fully alone in this hotel room eating room service no yeah my mom was with me the whole time (laughs) because i was obviously underage and i I had to have someone but um i mean she's still here but yeah i don't think they even came out for christmas but i I was lucky because there was an A group and there was a B group. And the A group was um, actually free because it was every other night you swapped. So we mm. had one night on, one night off. So the A group was oh, the God. one I was in. But the luckily, Christmas, I didn't have a show. I was so happy because I was like, oh, I get to go ice skating yeah. or something. It was like my <laughs> day off. So it was great. But oh the B gosh. team had to perform on Christmas. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man, B team. Okay, moving on. First cell phone. I was 14, 13, 15. <laughs> Just guessing at her mom's. What? You're younger. I bet you younger. were eight. I think I was 13. I think I was 13 when I got my first Seven? iPhone. 
Oh, oh, I th- I meant first iPhone. Oh yeah, I was oh, like first... four years old when I had my Wait, first track what? phone. Absolutely, stop. <laughs> you were four years old. I was like four or five. I had a track phone that um, you had your your you had one, two, and three you could call, and like three was the cops, but you could have you know, my mom's number programmed in one oh. and my dad's in two because they would always pick me up from school or I danced so. I kind of always had to have contact with my parents. Sure. I cannot believe some kids didn't have a phone to call their mom or dad if something was wrong. It was just insane to me. So, yeah, I had my first iPhone when I was 13, though. Whoa, that's so cool to hear you say that because I didn't have a phone until I was 13. Yeah, like, oh, at, my in gosh. general, at all. That's crazy. I, I know. Mean, I feel like that's good because, I mean, a track phone, though, you can't do anything on it. It's literally just one button, and I could call. So it's basically just for emergencies. Right. And that's yeah. smart. I wish I would have had that at yeah. all. But yeah, yeah I guess. And then I had an LG like uh, sidekick, sidekick thing. Yeah, but it was. Uh, so you have always been a cool kid. <laughs> all the cool kids had sidekicks. I've always had phones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't have. I, I had other things, but definitely phones were my main like technology as a kid. I remember getting a DS when I was like eleven, though. That was pretty cool. Ooh, I had a Game Boy. You know what that is? A Nintendo Game Boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Moving on. First, pet. Oh, shoot. I don't remember. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my family always had dogs. But yeah. my first pet was, I had a I had a chameleon. <gasps> oh, I had bunnies. I had bunnies. Oh, cute. I had bunnies, and then I had a chameleon. And now I have a dog. First kiss location. My room, I think. <laughs> cool. First major purchase. My Celine purse and oh. MacBook I got in the same week when I was thir- 14. Ooh. And I, I purchased them myself. After that Christmas job? Uh, just other jobs too, yeah, after mm, that. Nice. First choice in a karaoke book? No karaoke. That I, I had a very horrible moment in my life when I was like eight and I'll never do karaoke ever again in my and life. And we're just going to stop here. What's up? <laughs> what paint the picture? What happened? Okay, I was in a bar in Michigan. But at it was eight years old. I'm sorry. It was What's like Michigan a restaurant like? bar, but it was called Bud's Bar. It was okay. a restaurant though, and they had karaoke. And I've never done karaoke, <laughs> and I was singing a song that I didn't know, and I came across the word Bible, uh-huh. and I said Bibble, <laughs> and everyone laughed at me because I had no idea. What I was supposed to be saying, because I was literally just reading the lyrics, and I, Wait. I was like, it was, it was Britney Spears, and I was like, in the Bible, literally, and I'll <laughs> so never do it again, because I, I cannot be embarrassed like that. Wait, so you chose the song, but you didn't know that that word was in there? I think my friend chose it. Oh, I did it with my friend Brooke. Sabotage. Yeah, <laughs> and she knew the word, and I didn't. Then why didn't she sing that part, Brooke? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> and that's like that. I mean, in my room when I'm practicing songs and whatever, yeah. I'll do like karaoke with myself. Sure. But I'll never, ever do that again. Wow. What it's insane. Fun I just little story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, moving on. First internet screen name. J.J. Jordan Jones. Oh, all the J's. First <laughs> thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. Um, oh my god, I always say, I always say something. Oh, I, I think I just always say, I love my friends. Oh, even when they don't answer? Yeah. That's cute. No, being sarcastic, I love my friends. Oh, oh, oh that makes more sense. First celebrity crush. 
Um, probably Cameron Boyce or uh, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. First concert. Miley Cyrus. Uh, I'm looking at my mom. If anyone <laughs> can't tell, but no, I think it was those people on Disney. That was. I went to like the Wiggles. The Wiggles. The Wiggles. I went to the Wiggles, but nice. I cannot remember that. My first memory of a concert is Miley Cyrus the day after I broke my arm. Okay, and we're gonna stop here too. <laughs> How did you break your arm? So I broke my arm, my left arm twice now, but the first time was, yeah, me and my brother have broke our left arm twice. I have no idea how that happens. Wow, that is so crazy that that runs in the family. (laughs) That's the only thing that we have in common. No, just kidding. (laughs) But um, I was playing Superman, you know, when you're, someone's on their back with Uh all fours up and someone um, sits on them in a stomach like Superman. Yeah. But we were doing it on a couch, and my sister— <laughs> Wait, they were on the couch on all fours, and then you were on stomach on top? On top of the couch, on them. <laughs> and basically, we would always—we always did this, where we would go on, like, as high as we could go, and she would super—like, I would literally be Superman. I would jump off of—she would, like, oh. throw me off of her, and I would land, and I would always do that. But one time, oh, no. I think I wasn't ready or something, and I just, I literally landed like this, and my arm was a legit triangle. Oh, my uh, gosh. My mom was on the phone or talking to someone. I went downstairs, and I was like, Mom, I broke my arm, and I told my brother. My mom was like, I'm on the phone. Go away. <laughs> go away. And then Casey comes downstairs, and he's, like, yelling at my mom. She literally broke her arm. And then I think the ambulance came. Whoa. Oh, no. Okay, the ambulance didn't come. <laughs> that's, but That's, I guess, fine. But there was another time where the ambulance came because my brother went down the stairs, and that's what I was thinking about. Wait, did you, so when you broke it, I've never broken a bone, knock on literally every wood that I see. Uh, did it, were you, like, wailing, or was it just like, ow, this hurts, and I know it's broken? Well, um, I remember I was crying, but the second time I broke my arm was the worst thing in the world. <gasps> it was I was going down a um, hill on a scooter, mm. and the momentum just kept getting me faster and faster. It wasn't a small hill. It was a, it was a hill hill. It was a hill with a capital and then H. At, at the bottom of the hill, the you know how a pavement sometimes is very uneven, and there will be a part of the sidewalk where you almost trip on when you're walking. Yeah. Well, my tire completely came to a screeching halt, and I let go of my handlebars on the scooter, and I flung into the grass at the people's house that was, like, next door, Mm -hmm. and I completely broke my arm, and my mom wasn't—I was at a friend's house. My mom had left with that friend to go pick up people from football, and I had a broken arm, and I walked up the hill, and it was the worst thing in the world. And I I remember I was about to have, like, this Disney boot camp where I could have had, like, such an amazing— experience an opportunity with acting and I was like oh my god I'm about to go into this with a broken arm and I was just so mad (gasps) did you end up still going yeah okay I had a broken arm so it was just like I couldn't perform well I couldn't couldn't really do anything it's it was it was like the end of the world for me I obviously know there's way worse things that can happen but oh my gosh it was just not a good time yeah that's interesting so you were you were dancing but were you acting yet I was doing everything back then. Oh, okay. I mean, I still do, but that was a time where I was starting to do acting, so it was taking up a lot of my time. Yeah. And I had this amazing opportunity to do this Disney boot camp and get, like, shows and movies out of it and all this stuff. But, um, yeah, I I just couldn't really do anything. Yeah, it's fascinating because I always 
wonder about like when uh, when people start in dancing and then like get injured then that's when they find their other little niches mm-hmm. of like wh- whether it's acting or music or producing yeah. or whatever but you would are you were already doing that before you yeah. had the first injury I can I could still dance with a broken arm it was fine I think I did it and I honestly think I had a performance too oh yeah I performed with Maddie B with uh I had to put a long sleeve shirt on and I don't think a lot of people knew Ooh. but um yeah, it was just, it was just not a good time, and it was um, it I had a, f- a full arm cast, so my arm was uh, bent for two months, and actually, s- it was in 2016, and my wrist started feeling better maybe seven months ago. It was still Whoa. like I couldn't, I I still can't do push ups or do a back handspring anymore. Everything like hurts it. I used to be able to do this thing where I would go back on my hands and just completely do this like b-boy move but now I can't do any of that it's just like something really happened that still hurts me to this day a full arm cast yeah do you feel like that you ever wanted to scream out of it like I can't imagine something not being movable oh yeah it was it was horrible and it smelled because it was it was longer than they they said six weeks and I think I did 12 and after maybe over nine weeks I got to go down to the straight arm but my arm it was Five times skinnier than this arm because I couldn't yeah. do anything. It it hurt to move it because it wasn't used to it. It was it was like n- yeah, not moving an arm for t- yeah, for, for like half weeks. a year almost, like not half a year, but it felt like it. Right, right, right. Wow. Oh my gosh. I really hope I never break anything. Mm-mm. Watch me on the way out of this, like down the stairs, just tumble and just fall. Just be careful. It's you, it happens ah! at the randomest times. It's always when you're joking around it's like you always yeah. hurt yourself when you're not doing something you are supposed to be doing like playing spider-man and yeah. scootering down a hill <laughs> and we're almost done with this game let's get back into it the next question is first thing you do when you like someone probably up my style <gasps> makeup and Ooh. all that i feel like just like upping my appearance yeah First scar. I think I was born with a scar on my cheek or something, but I don't really have any other scars. <laughs> it was a battle coming out. First show you binge watched? Probably like Cupcake Wars or something. Oh, nice. Do you think you could win if you were on it? No. <laughs> and no. <laughs> I'm good under pressure, though. Yeah, oh, that's good. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans? Um, I want to be alone. Oh, that's not an excuse. That's just standing up for yourself. Yeah, no, I don't really make up excuses. Maybe it's like I have work to do, but really it's just because I want to be alone and be able to take a bath or something. I don't know. Yeah. And lastly, first time you cried in public, if you can remember. Oh, I can't remember. (laughs) And that's the end. That was our game. Thank you so much. We know you so well now. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I feel like I know so much now. I we are well prepared for the question that is sent to us from also a 19-year-old. You're 19, okay. right? Yes. Cool. I'm going to be 20 next year. Yes. 2020. 20 and 2020. Your mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake year. Oh, okay. Right? That he has an album called 2020? Does he? Who knows? Mm, Literally no. I'm supposed to know that. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The question from the 19-year-old. Okay, so I'm 19, and I've never been in a relationship, 
and maybe that doesn't sound so bad, but I don't know how to stress this enough. I've really never been in a relationship. Like the closest to any type of action I've gotten is pre-K when I pecked my friend on the lips under peer pressure and in middle school when I agreed to be this guy's girlfriend for exactly five seconds because he kept asking me and I felt bad. I literally broke up with him after I counted to five. It's not that I um, haven't wanted to be in a relationship. It's just that life hasn't seemed to work out that way for me. It just seems like no one's ever been into me. Maybe I'm just like immensely bad at reading signs and maybe I need to take more initiative. But the fact of the matter is my love life has been at an absolute negative 20% since ever. So I guess I have two problems. One is that sometimes I wonder whether there's something wrong with me. Like, am I actually repulsive and have never noticed? Um, Is it my fault for being kind of introverted and not being into the idea of dating apps? My other problem is that I feel like I'm in this race and I'm really behind. I feel like I missed out on all these important life experiences that everyone my age has. I've never been heartbroken or in love or anything like that. And I feel like once I do get into a relationship, I'll be really bad at it and mess everything up. And yeah, so help. Sincerely inexperienced and impatient. Oh. Wow. Okay. That was sad and funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was that she was a is lot. Funny. The the whole thing is a little. Yeah. It's. I had a friend the other day telling me that she had never fallen in love, and I was like, "That's fine because it hurts so much mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out." Mm-hmm. But it's. I guess it's. It's not fine if you want to yeah. be in love. Definitely, everyone should be in love. But like, of course, yeah. Oh my god. I feel like what I would say is I have. A lot of friends, too, what she was saying of how she just doesn't notice the signs. Even yeah. me growing up and whenever I'm single, people are like, are you stupid? Like, yeah. he's, he's, like, so in love with you. He's trying so hard. He's doing all this. But I just don't see it because I, I, I meet a guy and I'm like, friend. Meet a guy. He oh. only thinks of me as a friend. I meet a guy just, like, he doesn't think of me like that. That's automatically what I do whenever I'm single. And I feel like... Not not always expecting is really good, too, because as soon as you think that that it's not going to happen mm. and you are, as soon as you almost don't expect it, then it starts to happen. Someone just walks in your life and it's insane. As, I When I was single and I just got out of a relationship, I was almost just like, oh my gosh, no one loves me. I'm never going to find it. I I hate my life. I need a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And then I just started to enjoy my life and mm. be with my girls and just forget about that and just love myself. And then it was like, oh my gosh, like people, like this person is really the one almost. And it's just, it's just like as soon as you just forget about it, you let it go, you don't stress about it, then things will start happening. Cause almost when you're putting so much pressure and negativity and no one likes me, I'm, I'm ugly, all this stuff, it, Nothing come, nothing good comes from just almost complaining and yeah. s- and all that. But honestly, just wait it out. Just love yourself, and if that's that's really the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. I think that 
I wanted to say something else, but right when you said love yourself, I was like, here we go. Because I, I read somewhere online uh, that people that listen to interviews, they listen to creatives talk about their processes. They are like upset when people are like, just believe in yourself. And just they're like, well, how mm-hmm. did you like make ends meet? Like, what's the practical way of going about this? So in the in the self-love realm, what are like a few things that you have done to promote self-love within yourself when after yeah. that relationship? Honestly, because I, I went through the whole month of just feeling like crap and just not good enough for anyone. And then it was mainly just my friends and my family, the people I put myself around that were like, do you see yourself? And comments on Instagram, all of that stuff just completely helped me. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got the help and almost that little spark from friends and family, I was really like, okay, I am that. I am that person. I am a good person. And I know what I deserve and need And then as soon as I started believing what people were saying to me, instead of just like, oh my God, like, no, like, that's such a lie. If they were like, girl, like, you got this, I would always just be like, no, just negative. And so as soon as I was positive and happy and confident, then good things started coming. Yeah, I think that when people give you compliments and if you're a person that like is not able to receive it, sometimes it comes off wrong to the other person giving you a compliment. Mm-hmm. So it's like if someone's like, girl, you're going to kill it. And you're like, yeah, right. LOL. Mm-hmm. Then they're not going to want to support you much yeah. anymore. And then you're you're really clouding all of the niceties with your insecurities. Mm-hmm. And that's not helping anybody. It's it's almost the same thing as when you're in a, re- a bad relationship, in a toxic relationship, and all these people are telling you, He's cheating on you. Right. He's bad for you. You're not going to believe it. But then as soon as you start to believe it, you'll be able to get out of it and move on. It's kind of the same thing with getting in love is getting out of love. Mm. And you just got to really see the bigger picture and put yourself out there as a happy, positive person because then that attracts mm-hmm. people. Yeah, absolutely. So I think her second question was, the first one was she didn't know if she was getting the right signs. Second one was it my fault for being introverted and not being into the idea of dating apps. Because mm-hmm. I understand not being into the idea of dating apps. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends that have been on them and it's worked really mm-hmm. well. Yes. And I have a, a whole separate friends that are like, we will only meet people in real life. Yeah. Only like friends of friends. And I'm like kind of in the middle. So I'm like, I can go either way about it. But the introverted part is interesting to me because I feel like I lived a lot of my life introverted. I don't know mm. if you're similar because growing not, up on the no. you, oh awesome yeah just so extroverted. I I de- I definitely have my moments of being introverted, but again, I just really like having fun. I feel like that's the dancer in me. Dancers can't be shy. They mm. just I mean, you obviously can be, but it's dancing is such a happy, out there, movable look at me kind of spotlight thing to do. Yeah, and I definitely know people who are completely introverted and dancers. But I feel like being in LA and being just all almost in on Instagram too and in and online, it just helps me being extroverted. Yeah. That's I definitely have my moments. So moment. interesting. My therapist the other day was talking to me about uh, how I don't like the spotlight unless I'm ready for it. Mm. Which is like I like whether I'm on stage or shooting a video or 
literally anywhere. It's like, I only want people to look at me if I'm like set up, prepared, and ready. Yeah. Otherwise, like if I go to a comedy show, like an improv comedy show, and people are like, can we get a suggestion? I'm like, if anyone is sitting next to me, do not blur anything out. Because if I'm not on stage, I don't want to be looked at. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's so interesting. Your job is very face forward. But then like, you're you're like, don't look at me. Mm. So weird. That's that's like a roller coaster. Oh yeah, I'm I am that. Dating me is a roller coaster. <laughs> and yeah, I would with say this, no seatbelt. Yeah, I would say the same thing of like dating apps. I feel like to me is that's almost the last straw for people. Is like okay, I need to do something else to be able to find someone. And I feel like if you think that you need a last resort or a last like attempt, then go for it. No one's going to judge you for being on a dating app. But again, I'm like the same thing as you is just try to get out there more. Go, I don't know, go to a football game at your hometown. Go to, I don't even know, bowling and just see who you meet, see who runs into you. Just open up your horizon. And then if it's the last straw, then go on a dating app. Yeah, I think that with dating apps, it's hard to find people that like the same things as you, which mm-hmm. if you went to a football game or a bowling alley or wherever, you naturally will go. Then mm-hmm. you'll find like-minded people easier. Yeah. But a lot of, I feel like a lot of people go out here that already are in relationships. I feel like when yeah. you're single looking for somebody, everyone's in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's always the it's opposite. It's the same thing. If you're looking for something, you won't find it. But as soon as you stop looking, it'll come to you. Yeah. It's there's that one saying that's like uh, when you lose something, it's in the last place you look for it. But it like I was talking to my friend about this, it doesn't make sense because why would you continue to look for it once you found it? It would be obviously the last place because you found it. Oh yeah, or like it you'll find something when you're not looking for. It. I'm currently f- trying to still find my blindfold in my house. It's there. That's funny that a blindfold is missing. Yes, you can't see it. Yes, and then I'm just like, it's gonna come out. When I'm not looking for it. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, it's it's going to be like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Like, I was here the whole time, but you couldn't see me. I lost a phone in the seventh grade, and I still haven't found it. I lost a phone <laughs> probably in the seventh grade, too, but I found it. Oh, it, was, it was in the grass. I in remember. the grass? I always, when I, when I was at my dance studio, I remember we would always go to the hill. It was just like the thing we would you do on our hills. breaks. We would go to the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I happened to just leave my phone there. Obviously, I knew no one was going to just find it because no one else went to this hill. But yeah, it was nighttime, snowy, and I found my phone at that hill. Whoa, nice. Yeah. So you'll find that blindfold sometime. <laughs> okay, wrap-up tip for our 19-year-old friend. What do we say to her? We say, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Don't Look for anything, mm-hmm. and maybe you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think the main main tip would be, yeah, focus on you. Yeah, and maybe ask your friends if if this guy is giving you vibes that you can't see. Yeah, of course. Just don't stress it. Ooh, don't stress it. What's that like? No, no. <laughs> That's a perfect time to take a break. While Jordan gives us an extra piece of advice, you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram. And we'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we are back. But before we get into anything else, I need to know what you are currently obsessed with right now. Something that came into your life and you're like, oh my God, my life is different and everybody should know about it. Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind was a song, but it's a really bad song. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a good song, but just like very vulgar, I would say. But that was the first thing that just came to my mind. It's what called, is it? It's called Stupid by, by um, Ash Nico, I think is her name. Stupid by Ash Nico. Yeah. How did you find this song? From TikTok. <gasps> oh, you got to tell me everything about TikTok. <laughs> okay, wait. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> How often do you play it, this song? I mean, I've definitely played it, like, every every time I play music, I play that. <gasps> you know what I mean? Whoa. Yeah, let me but s- I also don't play music that much. Because when I'm in the car with my mom, she's like, oh, my God, it's so annoying. I need <laughs> no music. So rarely I do play music, though. Let's hear a tiny little bit of it. Is it? It's it's just very vulgar in a second. It's very catchy though, and like the dance that goes with it is very fun. There's a dance to it? Yeah. Oh my god. She's doing it. Stupid boy think that I need him. I go call like changing seasons. I go I love the breath ad lib. Okay, I'm spicy, how to touch too much, too pricey, heathen. I'm in your psyche, you don't know no one else like me. Whoa! Okay, you found it on TikTok. Yes. Or is, oh God, this is gonna definitely age me. Explain to me what goes viral on TikTok. Like, what are people watching on TikTok? The craziest things go viral. It could be a dance, it could be a puppy, it could be mm. a uh, art piece. Like if someone's someone's video, there's just so many different things. And it's a good app too because things that go popular on Instagram are basically just people who are like look amazing or comedy really. There's kind of no other thing I feel like. I mean right. cars do too. There's definitely different aspects. But literally everything can go viral on TikTok. Whether you have two followers or 200 million followers, there's a chance for you. And I feel like that's also amazing. Oh, sweet. Because there's the For You page. There's your following page. And when they open TikTok, it is already on the For You page. So you'll see videos that have four likes. Then you'll scroll and there's four million likes. And it's just it's just based on what you look at instead of who you follow, which is really cool because you get to— 
new, see new people, see new trends, see what's popping, see, hear new songs. And it's kind of just an overall place where it's, it's easy to find new things, find new people, and learn new things. Right. It's cool. Wow, I should download that. It's very addicting. Like, people always say, oh, I downloaded TikTok for a joke, and now I'm here addicted looking at videos for four hours. It's so true. Like, you think TikTok is this, like, e-boy little people being sexy and just, like, cringy, but it's really (laughs) not just that. It's definitely an aspect, but that's also, like, super fun to look at. It's just all these different videos. And what's cool, too, is you see a... You hear a song, like say that song, and when you click on that sound, you see everybody's videos that they recreated to that. So you'll find yourself in this hole of just, say I post a video, you go to the sound, then you will be able to see everyone's recreation of it, everyone's videos, and it's so fun. Yeah, it seems like it's organized pretty well, too. It is. It's, it, they're geniuses. Good job, TikTok. Okay, so not about TikTok, about you and your process. So we talked about it. You started as a dancer. Yes. And then you went the <clears throat> acting route first and then singing, or was it kind of like all at one time? For sure, all at once. <gasps> yeah. Because I, I was in this girl group that was singing, rapping, dancing, but then at the same time as that, I would— do acting auditions. I would never really go to acting classes back then until maybe a year after that. But, um, yeah, it was kind of all at once. <laughs> what? This is going to be a terrible question to ask. So here it goes. If you could only pick one of the talents, I, what would you pick? See, I have a little trick I do, <gasps> and I call it performing because that's singing oh. and dancing together. That's smart. Because I can't and, choose yeah, and those acting. two. Yeah, well, acting, that's not my favorite. That's sure. It's for sure it goes acting, modeling, then performing. <laughs> then performing with yeah. a huge smile. That's I'll give you that. I will yeah. not let you choose. I will not let or make you choose. <laughs> but something that's interesting is since you did, you have like a dance start helps, I think, a lot of different aspects, especially oh, yeah. performing. So what's something that dance has helped you with in making music, not performing? Honestly, rhythm. Yeah is because dancing or even just listening to music from an early age will help you know the beats, the rhythm, the drums, everything. It's just kind of um, giving me a music background, even though I wasn't even a singer back then. It was just like, and the other big thing is that it helps you get out there. I feel like if I wasn't a dancer, I wouldn't be, I would be nervous to go on stage. I would be, I would I wouldn't just be so open because it's, again, such a out there thing to do that um, it just trained me to do all that. And yeah. it also helped me with my career, too. Like, being on set is just, like, dancing is almost such a strict thing to do, especially if you have teachers where it's just, like, do this, be here, do that. So it's especially being with, like, Abby Miller, when I was on AUDC, since— it was such a strict, and I had to be there. It almost coached me for being on set and in the industry because I don't like being late. You always have to look your best. You, your hair always has to be slick perfect. Your outfit can't have, I don't even know, yeah. like a, a hole or anything. And that's also from my mom. She owned the dance studio. So, again, just like dancing prepared me for the whole career 
in any aspect. Yeah. No, I definitely think the discipline of it helps in so many different aspects. The, the What's interesting about your, I think your music is very danceable. Mm-hmm. Like every track is like, I'm on the dance floor. Yeah, that was the main goal. Cool. So my question for you, well, I guess it's a two-part question. One one about uh, you personally, and then we can go into music. So I listen to specific music when I'm getting ready for specific things. Like oh, yes. if I need to like deep clean, it's country. If mm-hmm. I need to get ready and look good enough and curl my hair, uh, it's Ariana Grande. Okay. So what do you listen to in different parts of your life? Okay, getting ready is definitely upbeat fun music in the car on the way to a show, a job, or uh, audition, or kind of anything. It's literally rap as, yeah. at the highest. Because <laughs> rap is my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite genre. And um, that pumps me up and gets me, like your Ariana Grande is my rap. Yeah, love and then, that. And then if I'm deep cleaning, it'll be, honestly, yeah, rap too. I never really listen to Anything other than pop or yeah. rap. The thing that I will do is on a long car ride, you might find me listening to country, actually. <gasps> Fun. Yes. Long car rides, I do 90s pop. Okay. Like NSYNC, uh, Christina Aguilera. I do yeah. like Mission Night Twain, though. If I listen to oldies, it's... Oh, yeah. Honestly, in a long car ride, you'll, you'll, you'll hear the One Direction, yeah. the 50 Cent... The oh, like kind of any genre, all of that, like sexy back, and mm-hmm. what else do I play on long drives? Um, uh, hips don't lie, Shakira. Uh-huh. That's another one. A bop, yes, a bing bang bop. What do you listen to when you're sad? Sad, probably Nash, the artist. Oh, any song from him, or um. Sad. Um, I haven't been sad in so long. Love that. <laughs> oh my god, love that for you. <laughs> but honestly, I, I feel like I would still listen to like rap. Yeah. Because I don't. I'm not the person to sob really mm-hmm. and and just put myself in a corner. I'll try to get myself out of that. Yeah. That's what. That's also probably why I haven't been sad. Is like if I'm sad, it's just like turn it around. Totally. You don't got time for that. We, it's literally not in my calendar. <laughs> it, so the second part of that question is if you could describe your new EP that just dropped with not musical genres, but like this is the music you listen to when you blank, blank, blank. Okay. What would your music be? So um, if you listen to the first three songs, that's if you're in a toxic relationship or just had a breakup. Okay. That's, that's cut them off, that's cover up, and that's body up. Mm-hmm. Because cover up is the you just you're upset you just found out something or he's cheating or you're not loved that's cover up and then cut him off is cutting him off like girl you got to get out of there self love confidence and then body up is like you want that person back kind of mm. and every time you think of them you kind of just like melt or or it's someone new it could be too and you just you aren't ready or you're kind of just open to anything because you're recently single. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of starts to go to in love, happiness, pop, getting ready, all of that stuff at the end of it. And then I would say the last song, Leave, is very pop EDM. It's very jumpy. It's very 
in the car blasting it with your girls, I yeah. would say. Oh, how cool. You get like a full spectrum of emotions from yeah. the top to the, the end. Yeah, rock bottom to as good as it gets. Sky high. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, what's the hardest part about the whole process of making music, do you think? Um, hmm. I mean, kind of just like the pressure of knowing that you put so much time, effort, money, love into this one project and then thinking if people don't like it, kind of just second guessing. And since it was my first project, it's like, and also I kind of revamped my sound throughout the EP. So basically I used to do rap and now I'm doing pop. So it was also, will people like it? Will they... So kind of just the pressure. Nothing is stressful about making the EP because it's all you ever want to do and it's what makes you happy is singing and recording. So that part is not stressful or bad. The only thing is like at the end of the day, you're just like, oh my God, I, I am people going to like it. Right. This is my entire life. Do you like this? Yes. Like, Here's a gift. Please love it. <laughs> yes, literally. What do you wish someone told you before getting into the music industry? Um... Huh. I always thought about this because I was I'm, I I got like inspiration solely from girl pop artists too. So that's uh-huh. kind of another thing to think about when I'm trying to answer this. I mean, probably just how do you stay so inspired and creative and confident? Because there's always gonna be people that hate on you and bring you down. But it's just, like, how do you stay on top? How do you—because it's also, like, dancing. You always want to be the best dancer. You always want to be first place at the at the concerts or whatever. But I feel like singing is a very much broad spectrum, and there's not just one amazing person that's on top or one whatever. It's kind of just everyone in this—obviously, there's multiple people who listen to multiple different— Sounds, things, artists. So kind of how do you stay fresh and on top and kind of just inspired, yeah. Yeah, who inspires you? I would say Miley Cyrus, Halsey, Mm. Beyonce, and Megan Trainor. Oh, fun. Megan Trainor because I feel like she, a, a lot of the other people like Halsey I've been listening to from the start, Miley Cyrus, obviously on a TV show, Beyonce grew up in what she's doing. So I feel like for Megan Trainer for me, she literally, I didn't see her name, and then I saw her name. And mm. it was the all about that bass song. And it's like she really, to me, was nothing overnight and then amazing in her career, still amazing to this day. And so I've always just been like, how, why, when? Like, I've, oh, I have a million questions, and I feel like she did everything right. Yeah. And that's why she inspires me. Cool. When you do get inspired, like a random act of, or when an idea sparks, what's your first step from there? Do you like write it in your notes app or a notebook or do you pull out your voice memo and kind of hum something? Yeah, I've literally been working on my creativity because I feel like to me when, say like last year when I was writing the EP, it was throughout my relationship whenever I was sad. I've, I've said this a million times now, I feel like, but Basically, whatever I wanted to say to that person, Mm. I couldn't because I'm so almost too nice to where if someone's just bashing me or or 
yelling at me or swearing at me, like whatever it is, I just completely shut up and I just, I, I almost want to make them feel bad and just realize what they say so I never fight back. I'm just like almost take it in and that was really bad too. I would just kind of let it sit with me. I wouldn't ever just be like, oh my God, no, no, no. So yeah, I would just let it sit inside of me and then whenever they weren't looking or whatever, I would write it in my notes. So it was just like whatever I wanted to say, I would write it in my notes. So that's literally how I write songs is whatever I want to say that I can't say, I write it in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like therapy. It yeah, really is. Absolutely. Dang. So you, then you take your notes into the studio. Yes. And then share them all. And it's really scary because <laughs> then people know what you went through and what happened. And it's it's very big deal to me that I'm in the studio with people who I love and trust, and I know that they won't judge me. Because especially when I'm with new people, it's very hard for me to get myself out there and say what I want to say. It's really bad, and I'm working on that. But I really just love working with people who I've worked with and that don't care about judging me or anything. I mean, I know people don't judge, but it's just something about me that's like, Okay, I can open up to you. I can because totally. even my manager or my mom is just like I almost am just like, oh my god, I can't. Like I don't want them to know how I feel. I don't want them to know I'm sad. They can't stress about that. So then it's just like I get in the studio and it's like a therapist. <laughs> totally. So when a song is done, who do you send it to? Obviously, your mom and your manager have already heard it, but like, do you have like specific friends that are really good with music or do you send it to other people that are like, yes, I love this or the bass could be deeper? Like, who does it go to? The first person I showed my first song on the EP to, Cover Up, other than my boyfriend, my mom and my manager, was my ex-boyfriend who I wrote the song about. (gasps) Yeah, he, he came over to get all of his clothes and you're like, I, also take this yeah, bop that like, I just made. Yeah, like we were we were still good. So it was kind of just like, it's weird, but it was like chill. And he actually showed me a song that he wrote about me too. Whoa. So And it felt so good because, again, the whole song was about things I couldn't say to him. Yeah. And so then I showed it to him. And he was like, oh, that's sick. Cool. Like, good luck. Okay, bye. Like, literally, <laughs> like that was it. And then— um, then I played my whole EP for my friend Maxo, who is a rapper, and he's actually going on my tour with me because he knows what's up. And he was the one that was literally like, I think the bass should be higher on Can't Say No. I think this, whatever, but, like, good job. And then I showed it to all of, like, my my closest friends, obviously. They had the link for maybe seven months oh, <laughs> before nice. it was actually out. But, yeah, that was really cool to— uh, show a song that I wrote about someone to that person. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. Do you ever, this can go for dance or music, but do you ever show someone something that you make and they give feedback that you don't agree with? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. Like, anything I do in life, if I know it's good, I won't, literally won't listen to anybody else. I'll take it in and just be like, kind of, I'm never the person to be like, no, like right. your your in your input is absolutely wrong. <laughs> I'll never shut someone down like that. But I'll just be like, okay, I'll like, I'll think about it. But yeah. if I listen to it, I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like I'll just be like, you're wrong, and I'm gonna keep it like this. Um, what was it like? I think cover up. I re-recorded it, and then they were like, we don't like your want, or we don't. We think you sound too um, happy in this word. And I'm just like, no, I like it. Like, right. let's keep it exactly how it is. Because I feel like I, you're your best, what's the word? Um, critic? Critic, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like if, 
And I also listen to all this music that I, I'm just, I'll listen to a record executive and a, and a, uh, A&R, but girl, when it comes to me <laughs> and like my closest team, I'm like, nope, it, it's my decision today. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today and every day. Yes. Well, I've been working on that. I'm like, I'm my boss, not you. I'm my boss. Yeah. <laughs> what? So it, how long did it take you to make the entire EP? Would you say? From, like, beginning ideation to it being fully done and mastered? A year and a half. Mm. But if you count, so Can't Say No came out 2017, maybe even, oh, it might have been, yeah, 2017, June. So if you count that, Mm -hmm. then it was, like, almost three years. Wow. Two years and a half, I guess. But but really, this cover-up was the first song I did, and that was... Um, June-ish yeah. of 2018. What, since it took so long, like, how did you celebrate it being out fully? <laughs> like, you have to definitely give yourself so much credit for oh, something that took so long. I'll walk you through the day of real Can't quick. Can't wait. <laughs> so, I, I was kind of chilling until maybe six or, s- five or six o'clock, and I was, well, for sure, it was just so nervous all day. I didn't get ready. I didn't post anything on my face. I didn't, I didn't see anybody. I was with my mom all day. And what I did was I went to the grocery store around 6 o'clock, didn't eat all day. Oh I gosh. felt so, like, not myself. I couldn't even lift my arms because I was so nervous and shaky, and I don't even know what was going on with me. And then I was a little bit better, and then it released at 9 p.m. on the 10th for us in L.A. So it released at 9 o'clock, and I went to sleep at 9.10. <gasps> really? I couldn't handle it. I was just like, I was just so nervous about what people would say or how many people would listen to it or all of that stuff, and I just went to sleep. But then the next day, wow. I got a tattoo. I had a party. All my friends came over, and it was that was like my celebration night. Cool. But the first night, nope, nervous, going to sleep. Wow. But I was also jet lagged. I wouldn't <laughs> have went to sleep at 9 p.m., but I was jet lagged from Paris. I went to sleep before the election because I was like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> the election's on my birthday, right? Or I, or something, something about either. Something about presidents is on my birthday every year, <laughs> and it's crazy because, isn't it? Yes, it's 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 something that lasts. I don't even remember. I mean, I know the elections in like November or something, but something about presidents happens yeah. on March twelfth or March thirteenth for like the past three years. Oh, oh you're a Pisces. Yeah, cool. <laughs> is it is it something like a re-election? I don't know. I got to look it up. There's got to be something. If anything, people are talking on Twitter about yeah. it. <laughs> and then that's all that really matters. Uh, okay. I have two last questions before we wrap up. Okay. One is, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? Um, hmm. Whatever age needed to hear something. Yeah. Huh. I would say, honestly, not when I was very young, but when I left my middle school halfway through to move to L.A., I just had a lot of people doubting me, bringing me down, judging me that we were literally moving to California, starting a career. Because back then, social media, TikTok, 
music, like YouTube wasn't a big thing. So people literally thought we were insane. Yeah. And I would just say like, don't let them get to you because that was the only time that kind of hate or jealousy or bullying was ever a thing to me. So that was, that's my main thing. I got through it, but um, yeah, just people who are just jealous, really. Just yeah. don't let them bring you down. Oh, that's good. And the last question for the future is, what is a quality that you have that you never want to lose as you get older? The primary election, <laughs> March 11th. Okay, what? Sorry. <laughs> love that. I love a good wrap up. Uh, what's a quality that you have now being 19 that you don't want to see go away when you're 29, 39, 49, 59? Ooh. Again, like I said earlier, like the whole I'm the boss thing, I've really, I've really taken under my wing this year and just not let people step on me mm. or use me. So I feel like because I've always said, like, I've always been that person on social media to give people advice. It's like, don't let people walk all over you. Don't let them use you. But it wasn't a thing that I was actually doing and believing in or letting it come to life, really. So, yeah. like, this year is the time where I'm like, and now that I have it, I'm just like, okay, keep this. Because I, I am so... I'm just, like, always just nice and, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever you think is good, whatever, like, very dependent almost, but just kind of because I trust people a lot. And now it's just, like, I need to just be the boss. Don't let people walk all over you. And that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Where? So you're going on tour in November. Yes. Um, where can people find all the tour dates? I will tell you them right now. Ooh, rattle them <laughs> off, baby. So we, well, first of all, I have... 18 days of rehearsals coming up for this tour, but we're kicking it off in Dallas, Texas uh-huh. on the 10th, then Houston on the 11th, Boston, Massachusetts on November 16th, then Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, no, not Pennsylvania, Philadelphia on the 17th, New York the 18th, Los Angeles 21st, and San Diego the 24th. Wow. Yes. And then hopefully we'll do another little tour in the U.S. in January. Then we'll hit, you know, everyone's like, come to Slovakia. I'm like, okay. You're like, on my way. (laughs) Incredible. Okay, so all those tour dates in November. Check out her EP everywhere, right? It's anywhere you can find it? Everywhere. And the tickets um, for the EP are on my website, jordanjonesofficial.com. Ooh, okay. And hit people with your Instagram handles and anywhere people can find you that want more of you. My Instagram is jordanjones, YouTube jordanjones, Twitter JJ Jordan Jones, Snapchat Jordan Jones 11, and that's it. Oh, but you don't and have Spotify. a TikTok? Oh, yeah, TikTok Jordan Jones. Everything is Jordan Jones. Except for that 11 one. And the JJ Jordan Jones. <laughs> Twitter won't let me change it because I'm verified. They're like, if you change your username, oh, then you no. won't be verified anymore. That's a risk we can't take. Unless, hey, my PR is right there looking <laughs> at me like, that's not true. You're like, let's work on that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Thank this you. This is so nice. Thanks. If you yes. guys listening have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age, and we'll give you straight-up opinions. Yeah. Yes. In this situation, <laughs> we will see you next week on Just a Tip. Listen to Jordan Jones EP. It's out now or else. Bye. <laughs> Just threatening at the end. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>